Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk. We're so glad that you've tuned in today. We're excited about our study in the book of Acts. We're excited that you found us. Always looking forward to your reviews and subscriptions, sharing the word, getting the news out, and of course your emails, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Edwin, what's our text for today? I'm going to be reading from Acts chapter 25, the first five verses. This is the English Standard Version. Now, three days after Festus had arrived in the province, he went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. And the chief priests and the principal men of the Jews laid out their case against Paul, and they urged him, asking as a favor against Paul that he summon him to Jerusalem, because they were planning an ambush to kill him on the way. Festus replied that Paul was being kept at Caesarea, and that he himself intended to go there shortly. So, he said he, let the men of authority among you go down with me, and if there is anything wrong about the man, let them bring charges against him. Hey, second verse, same as the first. Is that the deal? This is absolutely the case. I mean, I was as I've been trying to figure out what are our five topics going to be this week, I almost thought we might just replay last week's episodes again. <laughs> well, you know, and we could use the clicks, that's for sure. <laughs> but I, I, do, I do think we have some unique things to say about this. And, of course, the Holy Spirit has a reason for putting this here again, part of which is it happened this way. So as we begin this 25th chapter of Acts, of course, I I tend to back up a little bit and remind everyone, hey, how did we get here? Not a whole lot has changed in the situation of the Apostle Paul. He has been in Caesarea Maritima in this prison, in this jail, and uh, we have now turned over governors going from uh, Felix to Festus, and uh, and, and Paul is, is still waiting. He's still waiting for his due process as a Roman citizen. And uh, isn't it great that uh, he's been sitting in a jail cell all this time to have one governor that doesn't know what to do with him, Uh, although we were told he was waiting to get bribed. I think he wanted some money out of it. But one governor who doesn't know what to do with him wanted to change hands to another governor. Well, uh, what are you doing in my jail cell? Well, let's let's figure you out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Well, Paul's not the only one who's been waiting for these last two years. This is what blows my mind. I would think with him up in Caesarea in jail for two years— that the Jews back home in Jerusalem and Judea would have kind of lost track of him, that he'd be off the radar now. Yeah, it's been a long time since this uh, mob event, I guess, and certainly a long time since anyone tried to trump up charges. So, you know, I, I know we're not supposed to read between the lines a whole lot, but if Paul's still a significant figure and they're, you know, remembered him two years later, uh, I'm I'm betting that this Christian movement, this message that he's preaching, is still going big guns around Caesarea and all the way back in Jerusalem. And so they want to cut off the head. That's right. And so if we can go ahead and get rid of this leader, maybe everybody else will shrivel up and fall away and we won't have to worry about them either. So you think that's what's happening here? I think that's part Two of it. years later? I do. I do. I, you know, a lot of times we look at persistence and the importance of persistence and perseverance as a virtue for God's people. Don't grow weary in doing good. But what we see here is that the um, forces of evil can be quite persistent as well. Well, I just know that a couple of weeks ago you were gone for an entire eight or nine days. By the time you, you know, by day eight, I'd forgotten you. 
<laughs> and so I just it, it just blows my mind that this happens here. But um, old conspiracies never die. That is uh, a, a nice way to sum this up. Yeah, we're going to never die. Well, I'll tell you the thing that I find in this one, though, is nobody, it doesn't seem, is vowing to not eat this time. Yeah, uh, they got burned on that last time, didn't they? Mm, yeah. yeah. So I guess the just really as I'm trying to figure out for us today, what what's something that we can grasp from what's going on here? And at this this end of Acts, as we're seeing the persecution, as we're seeing them push against Paul, as we're seeing them push against the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, I, I hope it's not becoming too repetitive, too negative to highlight, look, you would think that when you're living Christianity properly, when you're teaching it properly, that everyone's going to love it. They're going to think it's the best thing ever, just like you and I do, but they don't. No. And even after you've been in jail for two years, that's not going to be enough. Yeah, yeah. And so the pushback against Christianity is going to continue. And of course, even if Paul had been executed, we know that Christianity would have continued on. And then they would have just had to have moved to another person to attack. And that's what happened, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is the story, uh, even as we get beyond the book of Acts. Um they're not satisfied that Paul has been uh, locked up. And I know one of the things we're going to be talking about uh, as we go on is because just because his freedom and mobility was limited, it, there was not a chain on the ward or a chain on his ministry. Um, they still need to uh, try to contrive charges to somehow make him out as a criminal, discredit him. And in discrediting him, try to um, curb his influence among Jewish folks. I know that Paul has been the preacher to the Gentiles largely, but not in Caesarea Maritima, okay? It's it's still Jews all in this area, mm. and yet he's having a significant influence among them. There's a way for all of this to stop. Mm. There's a way for all of this suffering and all this imprisonment and all of that to stop, and that is to just say, I'm quitting. Yeah, I, I'm, not gonna, can't. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to teach this anymore. I'm not going to preach this anymore. Paul doesn't. That's true. He sticks with it. That's true. He sticks with it. He doesn't even say, "Look, I'm just going to sh- look. I'll keep, I'll keep believing it on my own, but I'm going to shift to just being quiet about it." Mm. He doesn't even say that. Mm. I think you make a really good point that here we are, two years later. He must be having some type of influence, and the the movement following Jesus must be having some type of influence that it's kept them focused on him. And at the moment, they have an opportunity. To go after him again, they want to. Mm-hmm. And Paul has to face that once again. I think of so many things that Paul had to face as he suffered as a preacher, as an apostle. He gives us a couple of lists at various times about all the things that he had to go through in, in order to preach the gospel. And, and I'm humbled. Yeah. I'm humbled because I realize that when I, when I think about Paul's lists of the things that he suffered Dangers from countrymen, dangers from false brethren, dangers in the country, dangers in the city, dangers at sea, nights and days without food and drink, shipwrecks, beatings, so many things that he suffered. And sometimes I take a look at my role as a preacher and I think about how hard some things have been. And I realize maybe, maybe one of those things I've had to deal with over my years, and that's the daily concern for the churches. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really... 
that's what I have suffered. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so for me to sit back and think that oh, preaching is just so hard and it's just causing me so much pain and suffering. And then I go back to look at Paul and what he stuck through and, and how how it just it was unrelenting. It didn't stop. And neither did he. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that the unrelentingness. I mean, that's the best way to say it is that evil didn't stop. I see this perseverance in his accusers, even two years later. And, um, you know, there's something there about to say about, I guess, the grind, the grind of preaching, the grind of ministry, that uh, it, it can wear you down or it can polish you up. What are you made of? What are you made of? So you've got these forces of evil and they're not going to they're not going to stop i'm repeating myself that's just well, like the Luke devil was repeating himself that's we just were allowed that's just like the devil that's just like the devil when, when he came and brought his temptations to christ in luke chapter 4 as it's recorded there after the lord answers each one with scripture resists the temptation of the devil wins the day it, the devil leaves until an opportune time. Until an opportune time. He's not giving up. He's going to continue on. Oh, in fact, I think that he actually, in the cross itself, I think you see several statements that mirror Satan's temptations, like, come down from the cross and we'll believe in you. Mm. You know, these, these are statements that are yeah. very similar to Satan's temptations. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually have a sermon entitled, The Last Temptations of Christ, and taking a look Yes, I stole the name from that that book and that movie. Very naughty. Trying to Very point out that movie. there really was some last temptations of while and while Jesus was on the cross, and just like he withstood it in the wilderness, he withstood it on the cross, and because of that, he, he the setting the example. The enemy is unrelenting. We need to be persevering. That's exactly right. And just as the followers of the Lord must continue on, even when it's a grind and difficult, but we're seeing the willingness of the sons of Satan to persevere as well. They don't give up. They look for an opportune time. Mm. I really liked that metaphor you used a moment ago about the grind. And for some folks, it wears them down. And for some folks, it polishes us up. I, I'm going to hang on to that one and, and hope that I am being polished. Amen. And and pray that God will polish me through anything I that can't. we're I read that somewhere, and that right now I can't remember who, but oh. well, no, oh, well. it's still true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look so disappointed. <laughs> well, you know, here again, Andrew started this all off, second verse, same as the first. We're going to see a lot of things in chapter 25 that are really very much the same as chapter 24. The The persecution is continuing. Paul's perseverance is continuing. The, you're going to continue to have Jews that are trying to get Paul killed. You're going to continue to have Roman officials that have no idea what to do with him. and uh, But they, they don't want to... They don't want to release him because that's going to upset the Jews, but they don't actually want to try him or punish him because that's going to get them in trouble with Rome. It's just happening, and it just continues to happen one verse after another. I do think, interestingly, at the beginning of this chapter, Festus, rather than just immediately giving a favor to the Jews to bring Mm -hmm. Paul down to Caesarea, says, no, look, guys, we're going to head up there. But while they're in that discussion, that is what he says, because he wants to give a favor to the Jews. Hey, Paul, would you be willing to go to Jerusalem? So interesting back and forth from him there. Well, this is going to continue. We're going to continue to see Paul persevere. We're going to continue reading the scripture and seeing what we can learn. Got some very 
I think some very interesting things that we want to bring up throughout this week. So we encourage you to keep listening in, and we'd like to hear what you're learning from these chapters. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Andrew, wrap us up with a prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the time to open up your word and to look at the challenges that the Apostle Paul faced, things ongoing. Lord, we pray that uh, you might be with us today, that whatever uh, difficulties we're encountering as your children, your people, when we come up against a grindstone, Father, we pray that it would polish us and that we might be more faithful disciples, more in the image of Jesus Christ, to bring glory to you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. You have found Text Talk, broadcasting from the bowels of the Bible bunker in an undisclosed location. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I want that to be an outtake or if I want to use it. (laughs) We'll cut out some of this laughing, but I've really been thinking about that. I've been waiting to drop it on you. (laughs) 